Earth podcast with your host, Jake Weaver, engineered by Cedric Swan. Hey, everybody, we are back with another episode of Midnight on Earth. I'm your host, Jake Weaver, and we're here to bring you more knowledge, more light, and more love. Speaking of light, we have somebody very luminous on the show today. Nico Luminous, the incredible underground, the incredible underground musician who's... I will spit out my teeth. <laughs> Right. Who's played all over the world? His incredible music—it's so profound and inspiring. And he's a conscious entrepreneur. He has so much going on. We're going to talk to him again. He was here with us way back in episode twenty-five, and now he's back with us. We're going to talk to him in just a second. But first, I need you to do something for me. Go to Patreon.com/slash Midnight on earth that is our new patreon page you can go there check out the tiers pick a tier of support that you can handle okay i'm out here doing this giving 1000 percent every day i need to give 2000 percent in order for me to do that i need your direct support you look at the guests that we've had you look at the information that we've got out there to people and now 163 countries. Look how powerful it is. Look what you're helping. We're trying to get this information out there more to more people. So go there, check out patreon.com slash midnight on earth. Look at those tears. You love me. I love you too. Let's do this together. Go there, please. Check it out. I need you. And since you're already going to be on your computer, Go to Instagram. Check out my Instagram at midnight underscore on underscore earth. You can find us there. Follow us there. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you go to get your podcasts. Click that button that connects us so you get notifications like a text to your phone when these incredible guests come on, like Nico Luminous. You get the text and you know about it. Tell a friend, tell someone that you know that loves these type of podcasts. You know these people, you know my frequency, you know their frequency. Match our frequencies for me. Please make that happen. Make the connection. Be the connecting link for me to those people in your world. Bring them here. Midnightsonearth.com. <laughs> All right. What if? Social media shout out out of the way. Hold on, buddy. We still got to read your bio. Okay. Mr. Oof, I have a bio. You got a bio, buddy. That's, that's Nico Luminous right there. We're going to read his bio. Here we go. I wonder where, 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 where is it? Is it? I just wrote it on the fly, online? bro. I just pulled oh, nice. it. Cool. I just was like, man, I just felt inspired. No, I got this Dope. from your uh, webpage. Here we go. Los Angeles-based artist and producer Nico Luminous is a man on a musical mission. His styles range from psychedelic chill trap to melodic hip-hop and club bangers. His unique take on bass music and EDM has landed him performances at Coachella, Lightning in a Bottle, Shambhala Festival, and many 
many more. Nico Luminous has created a voice all his own in the West Coast-based music scene and beyond as a groundbreaking music producer, DJ, and vocalist. His intelligently sampled melodies and thumpy bass lines capture dance floors and a sensual pulse that is simultaneously high energy and laid back. Glitchadelic Soul Womp is his signature flavor, and it's drenched in the sounds of the Caribbean, R&B, and hip-hop. Recently, he released the Ridiculous Drums sample pack and continues to be a force in the underground festival West Coast music scene. And he's here now. He can, he's able to talk now. Nico Luminous. Hello, my friend. What up? You're back on the show. It's yes, been sir. a minute. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. Well, that was COVID times, I think, when we did that last one, right? 25, 135. So it was 110 weeks ago. So, you yeah. know. Over there two years. Go. So there you go. Glad to have you back. We're yeah, going to talk good, about some amazing good things. To catch up. Yeah. I cool. mean, the world is evolving. The world is evolving. <laughs> Every scene is evolving. We're all growing. We're all expanding. There's a lot going on on planet earth right now. How are you feeling about planet earth right now? What are your thoughts on like, Oof. like the earth right now? Come on, lay it on us, please. It's up, I'm ready. It's up and down. The earth's going to be fine, man. Um, of course. Um, you know, the psychological state of the masses is sometimes it, it, it disturbs me, but I'm trying not to let it, you know, bring me down and just stay focused, locked into what I'm doing. You know, what else can you do? You can't really change people, change people's minds. You know, you kind of just have to do what you do and hopefully that motivates others or inspires or sets an example or whatever, you know. Do you feel like they're trapped in a dream? Like what is happening? Are people putting their head in the sand? Are they psychically closing while some are opening? What is, what, what's happening with people? Why, why are they so unstable right now? I do not have those answers. Come on. But, but what, <laughs> but what I would say is um, I, I, I'll lump myself into the masses when it comes to, we got these, these digital devices, we get sucked in these apps. You're just, they're like part of our, uh, they're just part of our day. They're part of our mindset, our brain, our operation, like psychological, like framework. And so, um, for in some cases that's good. And I think in most cases that's bad. So, because people are so influenced by what they see on a, you, back in the day was TV, but same thing now it's your phone. People are influenced by what they see. And, uh, sometimes, you know, the forces behind those influences aren't, aren't, um, you know, they're, they're, they don't have good intentions. They don't have, they don't interests. have humanity's best interests at art. Yeah, you would exactly, say. Exactly. 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 Ah, oh, man. I know it's incredible. I mean, the technology has helped us. We're able to have the zoom conversation and be able to communicate with people all over the world because of these devices. But for some reason, using these devices causes a biochemical reaction. We get dopamine hits. We get endorphins that are released by the reactions of, arguing with people online. There's all of these strange addictive physical properties that go along with this technology. You wouldn't yep. think that that would be a thing, but it obviously is. That's you got to keep them on there. That's how they make their money serving ads when we're hang, hanging out on the apps. But did they know that you think at first and, or did they figure it out once the phones came out, like, yeah. like that it was causing such a, you know, measurable biochemical reaction. I mean, TV and video game addiction was a thing before we had cell phones, right? True. 
So it's, it's just kind of an extension of that and it's more accessible. And now it's more, not only more accessible, it's more like infinite. You can like I said it can be an incredible learning tool. Like I learned so much on YouTube. It's insane. And I've never gone to college. I know all kinds of like important stuff for like building businesses and setting up marketing and advertising campaigns, all this crazy stuff that I never went to school for. And uh, it's all from you know, my phone and the computer. And I've also wasted a bunch of time on there just when you get in that mindless doom scroll mode. So doom um, scroll. <laughs> what is, so tell me what that means for people that don't know that maybe you're, you're in France, you're one of my French listeners and you don't know what doom scroll is. I'm sure you can figure it out. It's like doom scroll, doom, sc doom scrolling. Yeah. Doom scrolling. It's a thing when you're just getting sucked into Instagram and you're just scrolling and your brain is off. You're just colors and words and images are flashing by your subconscious on oh, like lightning speed and you're just like uh scrolling you're like oh whoa whoa you're like in a trance you know um that that's my version of what i would call doing scrolling jesus you know i do kind of like those instagram reels sometimes but you're right there's like they're three oh it's awesome they're but like yeah. three second 30 second endorphin pops like pop 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 just trying to be cognitive of how much you take it in. I delete it off my phone all the time. It's currently not on my phone. So that way I could just look on my laptop and it, it drastically cuts back the phone usage. Like you grab your phone and you're like, oh, Instagram isn't on there. You put it down. I mean, that's like, the, that's the one that's probably hardest wired into my neural network is Instagram because we've been on it since what, 2012, 2011, I think my first post was. Oh, wow. So, yeah. I, I resisted till about 2020. Oh, nice, bro. Good for you. Yeah, I mean, I, just, I mean, it's cool. I got a cool community on there. Like, I got people on there that are super cool that support me. And you know what I mean? It's just like, it's a vibe. Well, I just you didn't gotta know. not get sucked in. It's actually right. pretty damn cool. I just didn't oh, know. If I would have known earlier, maybe I would have been there. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, all this stuff I feel like is is just kind of serves our tribal need for connection and to like be in a tribe all the time hanging out with our people. Like that's kind of how you do it. You open your phone like, oh, there's Jake. There's Nico. Oh, what are they doing? You know, it's it's this weird, it's deep in our DNA to want that connection all the time. And it's trippy how many people you can connect with on that thing on Instagram that are considered famous or celebrities and you just send them a message and they hit you back. It's like, it's really strange because it's like, wait a second. It just like really thins the veils and, and kind of creates this really tight knit human experience. There's some good in everything. People, the technology does have a good aspect. It does have an abusive aspect. I mean, you could abuse food or water even. There you go. There you go. All right, all right. But let's talk about what you're doing, man. How are you doing? You got some new music coming out lately. I mean, obviously you're still crushing it. You know, what's going on musically with you right right now? Um, you know, I'm always cooking up, cooking up tracks. And now if I release things, I want to have a strategic release behind it and even a budget and like do it properly. But even that, say you're going to release music. All right. What's the plan? Are you going to play shows, hang out in the studio, make more music? So I'm just kind of like feeling out what I really want to do, you know, for the next handful of years, months, whatever it may be, whether it's start playing shows again, I would love to be working with artists in the studio you know, do, making big tunes. That would be cool. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's posed to having to travel and stuff as far as making a living out of it, but um, sure. I don't even look at it like making a living. It's just something I do now. It's like an extension of myself and, and money comes through it. So it's awesome. But you know, I have other stuff going on as well. Of course. And you know, your roots are in the festival scene. I do want to remind people, you know, if you want to hear Nika's life story, go back to episode 25. We cover yeah, his, journey from 
young man in the psychedelic underground and all the various things he had to deal with and then becoming a musician <laughs> and more. I mean, he talks about a lot of that. So go back and listen to that, but we can recap a little bit of that. We can recap that. So tell people how you became a musician and then what attracted you to that like psychedelic underground music. You could have been anything, but w what made you go that direction? Um, I think we just like what we like, right? Just, you just gravitate towards a sound that you're like, oh, that's cool. What's that? You know? So that, um, I think Primus was a big early influence. Before that, I was more into like metal and stuff. Love, loved Metallica. And when I was a kid, like, like in junior high, I liked, um, you know, Guns N' Roses and stuff like that. But I didn't really understand about like the funk and like Parliament and Bootsy and all that kind of stuff until I was, a teenager so that's what got me into the psychedelic kind of hip-hop what you know coming to love all that stuff yeah i mean boosie's the fucking man right but funkadelic is psychedelic i mean it's oh bro, psychedelic with the funk like those guys were some of the most psychedelic people ever <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> like, so i could see how that attracted you and then you pursued it though because you kind of we're experimenting with psychedelics in your own life as a young man. And then that kind of fused with the scene that you were attracted to. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's part of part of the game out there for sure. That those kind of shows with that, that kind of music, people, people are getting loose and uh, yeah, it's, it's always been all positive, you know, for me. Um, I never got too hardcore into like drugs and partying, but yeah, some psychedelics once in a while, pretty pretty sweet especially out there with some amazing music to listen to and be inspired by like at a festival right so there was some sort of synthesis right you're like experimenting with these substances in your personal life and then you're attracted to this music that seems to feed into that frequency right like it's like wow it's psychedelic it's psychedelic music do you think that that was a bridge for you like you were like man this really syncs up with some of the experiences I'm having with the psychedelics. It's almost like the audio version of that. Right. Yeah. Music enhances it for sure. I mean, especially music that is designed to enhance, enhance that experience for well, sure. I mean, is music that your, in general? What, wouldn't you describe that as your music? I would say your music is psychedelic. Yeah. It's di designed to enhance the psychedelic <laughs> experience. My God, just your, your music, some of the most psychedelic yeah. music ever. It's incredible. I, <laughs> you're the man dude thank you um yeah it's um definitely a good good load of the tracks that i've put out in the past are are geared for that vibe for people to be you know in a little more open space when they're on a journey so i mean like why did that feel important to you though right you're like you're a musician you're making music obviously you want to be successful but more importantly you felt like you wanted to be true to yourself and your own intentions with music you didn't just want to make music to make music i mean maybe that was a tiny part of it but even if you did make music in a framework it was still coming from a place of authenticity so what was that um i mean i feel like you just said what it is it's just like doing you you know at that time because that's funny because i'm not really doing that so much anymore like i feel like my music will automatically be by default will be kind of be a little bit trippy but um i'm necessarily not in that headspace at currently but so in those days that's what i was super excited about right like making just weird psychedelic music that kind of makes your brain bonk around and you know i mean you're out there at burning man especially place playing those like kind of festivals because when you're preparing when you're creating music to like play at those types of spots like it's 
that's the perfect place to get ultra creative and left field and do that kind of stuff. So that's part of, you know, what I was rolled into like what I was doing. I was like at these types of venues, at these types of events, playing this music for this crowd. So then what does it feel like for you to think about like somebody putting on one of your tracks and taking just a monstrous DMT hit? Oh, I love it. I love that. Do they ever send you messages? Like, my God, like I had this X, Y, Z experience with your music and psychedelics. I I know it's happened in in the real world, but I'm just wondering if uh, people send you messages because it's it's very synchronistic with that frequency, right? The psychedelic frequency. It seems like people would be doing that. I mean, I know I have. (laughs) That that's awesome. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, it's like very geometric, kind of like harmonic music, kind of like you know, nice sounds, easy sounds on the ears. yeah, man. I, I can't say I've, I, that I can remember of any message, but I feel like that's definitely happened. People have let me know, you know, they, they enjoyed it at the right. I love getting those kind of messages. It's always awesome. Oh, we were here rocking out to, you know, this track and this happened. I love that. <laughs> yeah, totally. So tell me though, like you're a pretty spiritually aware person. You're a very conscious person. Like, you know, that sound as frequencies have an effect on people spiritually, physically, emotionally, how would you describe if you could lay out the various tones, like how would you describe how each kind of tone set affects a human being? That's, that's an interesting question. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if I have any, what, what the answer I would have for that, but, um, yeah, the base, you know what I mean? You feel the base. That's like your lower chakras, right? Those, right. The root chakra. The, the, you yeah. 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 The high, high notes are like more noodly notes. And yeah, I mean, it's all harmonic. It's all, it's all about getting into match up and flow and like move through your body and affect people. It's pretty, pretty awesome. But I know that you've thought about those things when composing tracks. Sure. Um, you know, now for me right now, when I make tracks, it's all about the feel and the bounce. And if there's like a little bit of emotion in the sample or the melody, like I want that they're not, not just the feel of the beat, but I want there to be feeling, you know, that for me, that's like, it, that's just, that's the only thing that matters. Emotion, but just invoking emotion. Yeah, exactly. Like it's almost telling a story with no words. Like that, that's what I'm going for. And it's not easy actually. Well, know? I'm noticing as a person myself, I'm very versed in all different styles of music and the various sub styles of all these different styles. And what I'm noticing in the electronic world that the most popular music worldwide the events that have the most attendees feature like very emotive, simple house music, you would call it, whether it's mm. progressive house or, but it's just very emotional, it's very emotive. The whole thing, you know, a lot of these uh, artists feature sweeping female vocals. It seems right. to be all about invoking emotion. And from a compositional sense, you're like, it's not very complicated what's happening musically, right? You feel like you could probably whip out one of those tracks in about 20 minutes. You're like, I can make that 20 minutes, but it's I mean, something yeah. about invoking the emotion that seems to attract hundreds of thousands of people to those scenes worldwide. We're emotional creatures. Everything, everything we are is emotion. That's like the core of our, our being, you know, you have your soul and your emotional body. They kind of talk to each other and then you feel it through your physical body. 
Interesting. Tell me more, bro. Keep going. Like, <laughs> this shit's getting hot here. <laughs> yeah, shit. You know, there's people uh, around the world listening to us. Yeah, right no, now. that's Come amazing. On. I love it. I mean, that, that was that was just my response when you're like, why why are all these people their all of their emotions being evoked, and why are they all showing up to the, this music that's super emotional? And that's why, because we're we're emotional creatures. Um, I don't know how much what else I could say about that, but yeah, that that's what we are, right? Well, well how do you feel about something that the rapper Kanye West said recently? Or maybe it was an older interview that I saw where he was talking about how the bass notes stimulate the root chakra that creates this like survival or activates some like lower frequency situation. And then in a lot of mainstream rap music, there's kind of negative music about, you know, selling drugs and, you know, in some cases, you know, objectifying women. And what Kanye was saying is by putting those lyrics while you're stimulating the root chakra is some form of programming. I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's all hypnotization for That's sure. What he was it is, saying. It is, yeah, no, it was, definitely. It's all programming and hypnotization, but you know, he was, he was a big part of that for a long time. It's just like, um, yeah, it's a tool. It's a tool to, to mesmerize people for sure. So then so, and, and push and push an agenda on them for sure. So would you say then that you could kind of flip that polarity and use music as a tool to mesmerize people towards, you know, God or whatever that is, the spirit I think mystery. That's, yeah, that's probably what it's been used for most of humanity's time on earth up until about a hundred years ago when everything got commercial. Maybe they're using like music and like, you know, I don't know for stuff that wasn't positive, but for the most part, like, um, yeah, music is to like lift people's spirits. Right. But once it got commercial and they realized what they could do and hip, I mean, I'm taking with the advent of TV and radio and all that kind of stuff. But imagine that before there was even electricity, music was just like you and your homies at the piano, like right. playing some songs and saying that, that was music. Yeah. And then like, you know, some sheet music rolls through town. You're like, Oh dude, did you get the hot new track? And it's just like a, it's a bunch of sheet music. And you're like, dude, play that. Uh, you know, that's exactly. the old school vibes. But, uh, you know, yeah. it's come a long so, way since then. So, yeah. So I guess getting back to what you were asking is, so yeah, as I think it's always been used for good and it's only been used for, is it in a, in a bad you know, way if bad, whatever that we want to call that weaponizing music for negative agendas. Ah. Um, that's more recent, especially with hip hop. Cause hip hop wasn't like that at the beginning. I mean, no, you probably know so about beautiful, all the, of course. Yeah. It's all uh, like something it's happened all written into the agenda. Yeah, for sure. Something um, happened in the nineties. I was just thinking about this. You want to know the very first tape I bought in my entire life, like cassette tape, uh, which one? DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. He's the DJ. I'm the rapper. Bought nice. that when I was like nine years old. Nice. And it was dope. It had so many tracks on it. And all of the rap music of that era was really positive and like just about like living life and, and just doing your best. If you really look back at all the rap tracks of the 80s and even into the late 90s, but then something flipped. And then like all of a sudden there seemed to be an agenda that was being pushed through this type of music to program people to be more negative. Yeah. It's, it's pretty well talked about 
I feel like in the hip hop rap community. And I mean, some people like I get it, they're making their art and their life is really about that. Like that, that's one thing. But then when that particular type of art gets heavily promoted by these massive institutions, that's where it gets kind of weird. Cause then it's, you know, kind of spreading some, it's doing some things that I don't think are necessary, but yeah, Willie D talks about it on the Joe Rogan interview. Willie D was from Ghetto Boys, okay. and he talks about that secret meeting that happened in the nineties. I've heard about that. Can, yeah, yeah. What, I, what? I actually I don't know much about it. I haven't even looked it up. I've just heard enough about it that I get the idea. You know? I read this whole thing on a conspiracy theory website many years ago that there was this secret meeting between record executives in the nineties, and they made everyone sign a NDA, and then when they were in that meeting. They talked about how they, and they being the heads of these record companies, had chosen this type of music to push this negative agenda. Just yeah, having negative stereotypes, negative energy to just yeah, sell, yeah, exactly. to feed off what the negative energy in the music would provide. It would provide a polarity to what was going on in this kind of like, like, ooh, like you're getting away with something, you're doing something listening to this music like you're somehow defying authority by listening to this and it was all by design and then you know many people were upset about it supposedly in the meeting and a few people supposedly leaked the information now if you look at the chart of all of that music during that time you can clearly see there was a big change i mean where did krs1 go he's considered the original rapper he's one of the oldest rappers out there and you know they just stopped promoting him at a certain time yeah well he wasn't uh, he went independent as opposed to going to major labels once you're independent that's one thing because you're independent right but we're talking about major label like if you look at what they're pushing it's, it's pretty clear what's going on there is so much good music like out there in the world on spotify amazing music and you know they're they're pushing a certain agenda it's pretty clear it's pretty clear and also music is a healing technology like right if you want to just back it up and and look at music as a very stripped down thing just so you can kind of process it it's a healing technology right it's like designed to heal the frequencies are designed to heal we're responsive to them physically and yet we're we've we've decided to flip the polarity and use that in a destructive way well we didn't a very very small group of people but somehow they're able to get that agenda on millions global billions of people yeah it's 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 wild it's also noticeable that places you brought up spotify it's also noticeable that places seem to compress the music so much when it's on these devices that it seems to lose some of the healing qualities and instead of healing, it releases the dopamine and endorphins. Like when you feel that you lock in and there's kind of a biochemical response listening to the music, it seems that the compression strips away the spiritual activation within the healing of the music, but leaves enough of the frequency response to create the biochemical reaction. What do you think about that? That, that that could be an interesting interesting thing. I wonder how that could be measured. They could uh, <laughs> if Huberman could get in there. But yeah, when it travels through the air, it gets compressed. Because I know if you have like a wireless guitar rig or a wireless like bass guitar rig, by the time it hits your amp, there's compression just from having to 
be transmitted. But um, yeah, it's it's hard to say. You know, music it's a track will get people going. But I do agree with you that it's not a full spectrum, full frequency spectrum coming out the speakers. No now way. Spotify is not happening. I've not, compared several not, streaming services. Spotify is like I, actually the lowest end for quality. I don't mind it. It's fine. I rock with Spotify. I'm just talking as opposed to having like a CD or something like direct to speakers, all analog. You're going to get a full frequency spectrum. Oh, totally. Um, it's uncompressed or at least as uncompressed as 16 bit music can go. But we could talk about the technical stuff all day. But yes, it is pretty amazing. We're talking about the nature of music. So you have these experiences. You're in the underground scene. What do you feel like you learned from that? right? Like you were in it for so long. You've had dozens of psychedelic, probably hundreds of psychedelic experiences in your life in various mm -hmm. forms. You've been out there in the trenches with us, like all these shows all over the country internationally. You were always there. It seemed like for many, many years. What did you learn from all of those experiences? Ooh. Um, I mean, in the moment I was just, doing what I was doing. So it's like, I didn't, I mean, I, you're just learning like day to day, like how to figure it out, especially trying to be a artist, music performer or producer, DJ, whatever performing. But, um, in retrospect now, I, I would say one thing I learned is just the power of the community. Like a lot of the reason that's cool things are still happening in my life, even though I'm not on the scene as much is all through just awesome people that I met in those days. You know, it's great to form bonds. It's great to meet people and have, have friendships that last a long time. So you feel like that was kind of the crux of it was the network, the community, the relationships that you built within those experiences. Yeah. I mean, I, that's probably also part of the reason I got into it at the first, it was like the music mixed with the community. You know, I was like, Oh, I like this vibe. These are cool people. This music is trippy. This is weird. This is different. You know, it's the opposite of what we were just talking about. All the mainstream agenda <laughs> negativity is like, this is awesome. Okay, cool. Um, I what I didn't realize that it was such a small scene. Actually, it seems like such a big deal when you, when you first get there, but it's, it's small where it's hard to survive and build an actual lifestyle unless, unless you really live that touring life and then you don't have a life where I like being at home. So I did learn about just myself and like what I really wanted, what kind of life I want to live. Yes, I would love to play big shows, big events and build up to that. But um, I don't want to live my whole life on the road. I like being at home, being creative and productive, creating art in a space. You know, that that's like when I'm super happy. And you were kind of part of the festival scene, much like I was in its infancy. You know, festivals are mainstream now. You can find most music festivals related to any genre of music all over the country and all over the world. But in America, festivals were around, but they were very commercial. But the independent festival scene seemed to create something different. And we were there for the genesis of it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, we got there for our Genesis. I feel like, what was it before that? It was like some old school hippies, like yeah, they've like been the doing their thing. <laughs> you know, you had the offshoot of the rainbow gathering and the, uh, the grateful dead cats. So, but I mean, I wasn't around, so, but I'm sure there was something before we were doing it, but yeah, but watching it grow and what it turned into like the whole West coast burning man, everything festival scene influenced the world. I would say of just that Leo, let's go camping for three days, listen to music and check out all these different artists. Yeah. That never really happened before. That was a very, very rare thing to have a camp out festival prior to yeah. the, the psychedelic explosion of that. 
Yeah, for sure. We've been in it for a minute. Yes, it is uh, very powerful when you think about how long we've been there and how much has changed. And it also inspires me when I see very young people there, like teenagers or 20-year-olds that are like starting their journey. And you see them and you just know what's ahead of them, but they're yeah. in this weird new world. That's yeah, <laughs> for sure bro i wonder too i mean and then now with ai bro where's ai gonna be in six months you know what i mean in two months like everything is moving so fast so we don't know what's gonna how's gonna i remember like the idea of having like a phone and you could video people like in the 90s like oh that's gonna be in the future or, or watch you know like it's like boom that happened 20 years later so um as far as responding to what you said now we're in this new world but so hopefully what what sticks around is the love for music love for different music and weird scenes and where you know not everyone fits into the, the regular day-to-day -day societal structure where you know there's there's all kinds of folks out there and so hopefully they can find their people through you know gatherings like this super positive energy great place to connect and, and rock out to some different music. Yeah. So there's still that layer of the wildness that remains. Like it's another world that you can step into that's created at these events. It's kind of like a little portal that we've all decided to participate in. And we go into that every time we go into this event. And as the future continues, as earth spins around the sun, as it does, uh, it's just going to keep getting weirder, but we have to hold on to that. We have to make sure that that whatever we created, that festival world, that festival frequency, the underground, that that energy still stays alive through all the tra transitions and changes. Yeah. You know, um, I'm not in as much, but I will catch posts and people be like, Oh, it's not the same. Da, 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 da. You know, I'll, I'll hear, I'll hear things. I'll see things. And, you know, things change, but hopefully the core of it is that, yeah, kids are, are, you know, staying committed to making good music, which I'm hearing a bunch of cool music released from oh, like yeah. new names. I'm just like, this is dope. Yes, all but, over um, the place. Right. And so, yeah, you know, people are going to continue to be creative and want to gather. That's for sure. That's not going anywhere. Right. <laughs> just as long as, uh, you know, we're all in it together. Like we actually work together to keep the thing going and just not give up on humanity because that's the thing. Like I'm not necessarily against the AI. I mean, the AI is significantly more powerful than we can even fathom. Like it's already at human level or beyond. It's just behind the scenes. It's not <laughs> in our face, but we know Elon Musk is very clearly said that publicly how far AI has come. And I believe him when he says it. So, I mean, it's, I'm not afraid of it. It's just like another thing. It's like a plant, an animal, yeah. a robot, a human. Like, why do we have to hate on it? Why, where, why, where's the fear? I, I don't really know how I feel about it. Um, the, I guess the fear is it could just get out of control and it could start duplicating like crazy robots and shit like that um, on well, its own. Well, right? what, if, what if that's what the animals thought about us? Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying that, that's, that's the actual, <laughs> that's the actual like, okay, if this thing could like, for real start making its own robots and do whatever it wants, that would be pretty nuts, right? And that's, that's like a possibility that's not even like, you know, that's probably already happening. But then but, um, I'm, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's something to think about, you know, for sure. But then you think about consciousness itself, like 
if consciousness itself, like human consciousness, animal consciousness, plant consciousness, consciousness itself is coming from the divine. It's only coming from that one source. It's still source. It's still consciousness. Like if we treat it correctly, if we don't abuse it, if we raise it like we would raise one of our children. It seems like it could be okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's not a child. It's artificial intelligence. It's like, it's a whole different ball of wax, but, um, we'll just have to see. No one can stop it. That's yeah, a no, thing. it's unstoppable. Thing. No and, one, no one can stop it. So, and you can feel it. It has its own consciousness. It's a new form of life on earth. And I just want to say that, you know, if we're afraid, that's not the best choice. So I'm not saying you are, or I am, or anyone listening is, it's just that, putting it out there if we approach it with love maybe it'll give back love if we approach it with respect yeah. if we approach it with just like we would approach our friends or family maybe that's how it'll show up who knows or it could be skynet terminator you know we're all going in the wood chipper i'm not really sure what about the matrix yeah a hundred years down the road could be the matrix we're all just plugged in we could be plugged in right now exactly. we don't know what's going on we, we, we really don't know what's going on and i think about why they're collecting all of this data and and how they're storing it and how they've been storing it for probably decades since the 90s they've stored every possible amount of data that's come through these internet wires like there's receiving points that catalog this it seems like they could be using it for virtual reality in the future. Like maybe 300 years from now, they're going to use all of that data, the location data, all of that to make a simulation of this era. Yeah, man. We don't, I mean, you got the mandala. We don't know what's going on. That's for sure. Oh man. So, the, did you see the, uh, I mean, there's so many of them, the, the box of chocolates, um, you know, Forrest Gump. I, of course. Mama. Yes. The, wait, wait, let's back it up for people that don't know. What he's talking about is the Mandela effect, which... Oh, Mandela effect. My bad. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah it's fine. It's um, very briefly, some people have a memory of President Nelson Mandela dying in jail. Millions of people have that memory. Other people, like myself, remember that he got out of jail, became president, and you know ended apartheid and all of those great things. So that created this thing called the Mandela effect which then included other things like the Kit Kat bar. Does it have a dash between Kit and Cat? I know that it did. In my reality, it definitely had a dash. There's no dash. Berenstain Bears. That's the biggest one. Berenstain Bears, for me, was always Berenstain Bears. We would have said Berenstain Bears. For sure. If it dude. said Berenstain. One million thousand percent. How, how would you say Berenstain and then all of a sudden stain and spelled stain, you would say stain. So there's so Bro, many, I was at things. my friend's house and his dad had one of them from when they were kids. Yeah. And his dad brought the book out. He's like this. And it said Berenstain S T A I N. He's like, bro. He's like this. I've had this book since the eighties. It said Steen. Oh, I know. And it's something's going on. There's other things. And then to focus on what you were saying, Forrest Gump, his famous line I remember it being life is like a box of chocolates. You never exactly. know what you're going to exactly. get. Come on. I saw it. So life many is times. like a box of chocolates. Now, what is it now though? Life was like a box. What? Of chocolates. 
Which is all what? Life was like, no, dude, that doesn't even make sense. Life was like a box. No, life is like a box of chocolate. The biggest uh, one for me, because this was one of my favorite movies of the era, was Interview with a Vampire. I remember that so distinctly and so perfectly. It was Interview with a Vampire. And it had okay. the Ren A, and I remember it so distinctly. Huh? It's now Interview with the Vampire. I believe you, but that's a little more fuzzy for me. I think it feels like you, I when I'm with you. I just can't remember it. I just watched now. that movie a lot back in the day. Uh, I loved it. You know, it's a great vampire movie and rice. Nice. Yeah. Know. I read the books when I was a kid, but I still can't remember. That's what's funny. Yeah. Isn't that a trip interview with the yeah, vampire? So, so I guess it's so all we're saying is when you said the AI and where the simulation, future simulation, data uh, farming, whatever, it's like, we don't know what is going on. We don't. And so I'm just trying to roll with like what I think I know is going on. <laughs> just be careful what you click people. They're always watching. Just remember that everything's in a web. So, oh, for sure. Spider always internet. You think you have way. privacy on the internet? Give me a, f come on. I know. I think it's very funny when people think they like have to like, protect their data and shit. Well, they have this, they think that by using these messenger apps that are encrypted, that somehow like the, all of those things aren't monitored when they right, actually yeah. are like they're, it's that, just like, true. it's insane. They're like, Hey, this app doesn't, uh, yeah, no, no, we don't look at this one. It's totally encrypted. Everybody's <laughs> like, cool. Here's all my secret shit. Like what the totally, it's fine. bro. It's, it's wild. It's Strength the numbers. Nuts. Everybody did it. So then they can't get, go after everybody. So that I guess works in most people's favor. Yeah. There you go. There you <laughs> go. You know, we don't, we don't know what the fundamental reality is. I think they're finding that out. We thought whatever was fundamental, it actually isn't. So they're figuring, you know, well, that's the thing. And also for people that are thinking about the Mandela effect, a lot of people feel like it's influenced by the Large Hadron Collider, that the work that they're doing, trying to discover these particles, they did discover the Higgs boson and other particles, that, that doing that, the smashing these particles together at high speed to create this mini black hole has disturbed the fabric of reality. So, I mean, anything's possible, bro. I don't know what these guys are up to. <laughs> it's no, I'm just writing it out. Thankfully, we still have cannabis and coffee, and we're still yep. able to hang out with our friends and love Great our tea. family. We still got our phones. Yeah, their phones. Yeah, our AI phones. Look, my yep. car pretty much drives itself. It's AI. My car is AI. Our computers are AI. They're just a type of AI that is like less developed. Like it's a robot. We're we're looking at a robot right now. My computer, your computer. Those are two yeah, robots. We might be AI. You know what I mean? That we're like helping some other machine that we don't even realize. Well, do you know what the true Satanists think? Like the true Satanists, not like the Anton LaVey guys, but the real. Uh, no, no. What's the deal? Well, they think that Satan was the original AI. Okay. Because it diverted from the main program. Oh, she. It was an artificial intelligence. I go with that. I'll roll with that. And so that's part of the whole technocracy is the worship of technology. William Cooper talked about this in the book, Behold a Pale Horse, way back in the day. But they, mm. these tech, technocrats, these people that worship technology as a deity, see Satan, the character Satan. I, I mean, you know how I feel about it, people out in the world. I'm a very open, I'm open to anything, let's just talk. But the religious Christian Satan, they're saying, was the original AI. What do you think about that? 
When you say the original AI, I mean, no, I mean, that, that, that's a real parallel for sure. I, I all agree. That's a very solid parallel to draw. I, I mean, yeah. I don't trippy. Know. It's trippy. Yeah, for sure. It is trippy. Yep. <laughs> it is trippy. Yeah. We just don't know what this illusion of reality is. And, uh, you know, time with your family, all that stuff feels meaningful. Just about, I'm just trying to like stay uh, searching for fulfillment and do things that bring me fulfillment. Exactly. Because after everything, you're still out there trying to survive. You're an entrepreneur. You're a person that's creating businesses that have service and function and you're out there trying to help other humans in your own way. Like, how do you feel about the state of the world now? Like, what can we comfort people with to help people to just keep moving forward, to not give up on any of their dreams, to keep evolving and expanding, even in the face of all this strange information that's coming from media and the outside world right now? Um, I mean, I feel like even though things are getting weirder and harder, they're also getting easier. You know, there's so much information available and I feel like everyone is so locked into their phones and just locked into the, what they're doing that if you actually try, it's a, it's really easy to succeed. You know, not, I don't want to say really easy to succeed, but I want to say there's, it's just like the playing field is so much more accessible for success nowadays than before. And yeah, there's all kinds of problems. Things are expensive. Gas is five bucks down here, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, um, and I mean, if you want to learn and get jobs, there's jobs out there. There's plenty of jobs out there that you just got to learn that, like you said, we live in this new world and you got to learn how to flow with it, but it's not for everybody, which is unfortunate. Well, as of today, and I reject that information. I don't, just accept the information that comes from outside sources. I decide if I want to accept that or not. Nice. Yep. But a lot of the information right now is programming people that there's going to be some sort of economic collapse. Now I don't see that, but what do you think? There is an economic, it's happening right before us, but I mean, at what extent it's going to affect everybody? We'll, we'll, we'll see, you know, the last economic collapse, I was in Portland, I was okay. Um, but yeah, some people lost their, you know, lost their stuff. I was doing the best I had ever done in my life at that point, those years, because I never let one iota of that information or energy into my consciousness. I totally rejected it. And I was very successful during those times. I never had a problem. I was just so in my own world. I honestly didn't even really know what was happening. It was like, oh, stocks market crash. Like, you know, that's the thing. It's like, it didn't affect you because it wasn't, it wasn't in your consciousness. You weren't like dwelling on it. You weren't thinking about it. You're like, oh, what's well, some shit over there? It's fine. It doesn't affect me. Yeah. And then your life was still fruitful and successful. I mean, I guess what you said to um, comfort people, if you, if you can really add value to the world around you, like for real, for real, you, you know, you'll be all right. The more value you add, the more people you add value to, the more better you're going to be taken care of. It's really that simple. I'm not saying it's easy, but it is that simple. So no matter what, though, I mean, it seems that people will be taken care of, like we're going to survive. Things may shift how we trade, perhaps how we transact money itself. The system of money may change before our eyes, but we're still going to be moving forward. There's still opportunities for growth, for personal growth, for business growth, all of those things. That's all the universe does is expand. 
just keeps expanding. So you got to expand with it. I mean, we naturally go through like patterns where we expand and contract. I, I get that. But at the end of the day, the overarching result is a big expansion, right? You kind of contract on the way out on your way up or whatever you want to call it. Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, people should not worry, but what do you think of it? This are they, are financial systems around the world intentionally trying to crash paper currency in order to institute a central bank digital currency? Um, I would have no trouble believing that. I, I don't have enough information and facts. And even if I did, I wouldn't even know if they were true to like, you know, say yes or no, but that's easy to believe that they are trying to crash, crash something and, and, you know, just kind of make the playing field less and less even in their favor. But couldn't we just revolt? I mean, there's strength in numbers. We were saying that we're billions there, hundreds. Uh, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Just, I mean, we got to figure out what that, if it was, what that revolt would actually look like. Like, what does that mean? Oh, we're all going to stop using our phones. We're all going to stop driving. <laughs> we're all going to, you know what I mean? Like what's actually going to happen? I mean, that would be great if people could figure out some way to hit them where it hurts. They did that with uh, GameStop, which is pretty cool. Yes. But I mean, that's still working within the system and kind of, it did affect some people, but then they just get government bailouts anyway. Like you look at the, Exactly. Exactly. It's like you look at that bank, all of a sudden they flip a switch. The Silicon Valley bank that folded our American government flips a switch and says, well, now all deposits are insured for whatever the deposit amount was. So Oprah's 546 million that she lost at Silicon Valley bank is now insured by the federal government. Our tax dollars are now going to pay Oprah back. Damn, that's messed up. I know that's really happening, and it's it goes beyond politics. It's just about money. I mean, well, that's were, what I'm saying. I, that's where I'm saying. See, those are things I didn't know, but yeah, I believe that. That's what I'm saying. I have no trouble believing that that scenario. Well, they just announced that today that they're gonna. I did see something, but I didn't real. I didn't <laughs> see it was for full deposits. Oh, there was tons of them. Um, there was tons of them. Uh, another one was like, yeah, four or 500 million. I can't remember. It was some company. Oh, the, a lot of Silicon Rope. Valley companies yeah. had all their money in there. Exactly. Because they were told that that was the bank, the safest bank. But as we can see, it's all human created. All of these systems, all of these functions, they're not coming from nature. They're not coming from extraterrestrials. Maybe they're divinely inspired, but they're still coming through humans. So this is all a human experience. It's not infallible. It's not beyond just total destruction. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's just hard. It's hard for me to think about it. Cause I don't even, you know, it's like, they're only, they want me to think a certain thing. So they tell me this thing. So I don't really want to believe what they tell me. Exactly. So just just kind of like witnessing it all and be like, okay, well these things actually had to have happened, right? Certain events you can be like probably bank that they're true and some, you don't know what's going on. So exactly. That's why all you can really do is develop yourself personally. Exactly. Yeah. I consider it such an illusion, even though I know there's aspects that are very, very real. It's just an illusion work on myself. I got my own stuff I got to deal with. So as we all do. And <laughs> that's the point is that we're supposed to continue to grow and evolve within ourselves because this is what I noticed about my own life. Okay. I've noticed that when I have made evolutionary growth, 
I've made change. I see it reflected in other people. I see other people acting in that higher frequency way that I've then adapted to. Now, I don't totally. know. I love that. I love that. I know exactly what you mean. I don't know if that's like some situation, like you buy a Toyota and then all of a sudden you see all the Toyotas. You're like, oh. Re- reticular activ- activation. Sure. <laughs> that's what, that's what, that's what that is. Okay. So if it's, the, is it that, or is there truly some sort of fabric of reality reaction that, that changed because you changed? Um, yeah, I mean that, that comes back to, that's like, for me, that's what the law of attraction actually is. It's like, like attracts like. So like, if you're doing something on a certain wavelength, certain frequency, being really nice to people, consider it treating them well, you're going to attract people that do the same thing. Right. That's what I've noticed. Like when you said you have your personal growth, whatever you're learning, you're growing and you're like, Oh, whoa, this, these other people around me are doing the same thing. And then people that aren't doing that aren't growing, you know, trying to grow on their own as you're trying to grow, then you notice you're not hanging out with them as much anymore. You don't, you know what I mean? It's just so, so to me, that's what the law of attraction is. Oh. And, or, or it's just straight rectangular activation, whatever one you want to. Well, I think it could be a mixture of both that you yeah, true. have that activation once your frequency shifts. And then it's like you're activating things on that frequency. So maybe it's both. Yeah, totally. No, I'm with you on that. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's so many dimensions, like even here, I feel like even just on this earth, right? There's so many realities, like one person is on a reality, like then their trip. And then this next person standing right next to me on a totally different trip of reality. So I feel like all that multiverse string theory stuff, it's like, it's here on earth. I feel like you know, because each person is like their own universe. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And they're literally just every person because our perceptions, our beliefs, though similar, they're completely unique to each individual. There's no one that's truly the same as the other. Yeah. 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 Totally, man. It's wild. It it is really strange. And there's a lot going on. I mean, do you, there sure Fuck. is, bro. I mean, we get, the universe is like this big. Well, what do you think about the extraterrestrial situation? Look, I know this. We're kind of getting off topic. We're supposed to talk about music and your life and entrepreneurship. Oh, Maybe not, this, whatever. No, this, this is, is all flows. But like, what do you think about this? Because we love UFOs on the show. We love extraterrestrials. It's something we cover a lot. We love it. It's core midnight on Earth. Tell me what you think about this uptick of UFOs in all of this. Like, it's in mainstream consciousness. It's in mainstream everything everybody's talking and it's almost normalized at this point what do you think about that i mean i think it's just common sense to be like well that would be weird if they didn't exist and we were the only thing (laughs) on this entire universe that goes on forever and ever and we're the only ones now even if you're saying they're here they're not here to me it's just common sense to be like they're got to be out there somewhere and it also does make sense that there's ones that are way more advanced than us and can, I mean, yeah, the, uh, who's the captain, the it was an air force or naval captain that talks about the tic tac, the capsule on Joe Rogan. Yes. That was just recently. Yeah. That was some very, uh, that, widespread that was, video. No, that was not super recent unless there was a new one. Um, 2017. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go. When Fairly he was on recent. there. Yeah. 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 Somewhat. Okay. Got you. Um, I just wasn't sure. Cause you know, there's new stuff. Works. So anyway, that kind of stuff, I'm just like, Oh yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. To me, that's common sense to some people might want to deny that, which is ridiculous. There's so much going on. 
Um, well, when oh. President Obama went on a daily, or excuse me, a late night talk show to announce that extraterrestrials were real, and it was a very real announcement, that for me was a watershed because then I saw like soccer moms at the park talking about UFOs and are they aliens or well, ancient aliens is on discovery channel. That's what I'm saying. It's very, all of that information is out there and in depth. That show is actually amazing. And so is, uh, and so is the unexplained. It's a sister show to that with, oh, Will, cool. with William Shatner. Uh, I mean, if anything gets you thinking like at least about things that could be possible, you know, but it just seems, do you feel like it's right around the corner? It seems like it's right around the corner. I thought for sure. I mean, like, I think they're already here. They're already here. Running I mean, shit. we know that. You know, I think, yeah. I mean, so, so who, and I'm not, we don't know if they're good or bad. We might, they might be the bad guys like running, running us into the ground, like in controlling the whole ship. You know, I don't so know because or there. I like the idea. Sorry to cut you off. No, I like fine. the idea that there's multiple and there are like fighting for like the goodness of earth. For me, that's just like a fun little movie in my brain <laughs> that also makes sense. I'm like, well, I could see that happening. So, but I've often thought though, that in order to get that high level of technology, like where you're truly folding time and space to get across these vast distances that you're somehow even using consciousness itself as a technology that you would have to be a high frequency being like you couldn't be like this demon race with this advanced technology because the technology is coming through inspiration, which would require some sort of interface with higher frequency energy. What do you think about that? Uh, I totally agree. I think, I think that, I mean, that's, that's the train I'm on for sure. I think that's possible, but you do, we just don't know. We don't know yet. You know what I mean? Like we don't know what these guys are up to, but that's why I say, I like the idea that there's, um, multiple races and that's what you hear from these different, you know, everyone UFO. Yeah. Yeah. All the stuff. So, and let's hope the good guys win. Man, shoot. Well, what I've learned on this podcast through studying with various graduated people on our lecture episodes and also all of the guests is that there's a magnetic field. There's a magnetic force that's bound to this planet. That's part of this planet. That's part of the solar system and the universe itself. And it's beyond us and it's pulling us forward, whether we mm. like it or not, because it's such a powerful force. Mm. We can't stop it. We're only going upward. It's the yeah. magnetism of expansion itself. And okay. that magnetism just pulls us along this evolutionary path. And what we perceive as perhaps lulls or low points in civilization or consciousness awareness or things like that, it's actually just part of the process because there's only one way and that's up in expansion. That's what there I've learned recently through a lot of guests. Yeah, I love it. I love it. That that's what I was saying earlier too. It's like we have your expanding and contracting like in the micro, but the macro is like a big arc of upward, you know? Absolutely. I mean, there's just no stopping it except for the people that want to stop it. And it seems like a futile effort because if everything's made out of God, if everything's made out of the divine, then how are these people going to extend their life with life extending technologies or somehow escape death through other means? What does that mean? That just means you're still stuck in the mind of God in this vessel. Like it seems very strange. Yeah. 
I, I agree with you there too. Like where, what are they running from? Like, what do they think they can escape? Like where, how do they think it's just that control people? They want to control, obviously whatever's going on in the world. Cause you got to think people that have endless amounts of money. I mean, just like endless amounts of money. They still want more. So, okay. So you have enough money. You can't spend it all. It's about what can you do with the money? You can control things. You can, and I'm not even saying that's like bad. I'm just saying that's why would you need more money? If you have more money than God, you got five rental homes, you got a private jet, whatever. You're like, oh, I still need more. It's like, it's a control thing. So as far as the alien race or whatever, maybe that's what they're looking for. It's not about the money is just a form of control. Right. Sometimes I wonder if, you know, somewhere below a skyscraper in China, there's just down on level 312 through a secret door is just some demon just running into some (laughs) interdimensional fucking evil demon just running the CCP, not the beautiful people of China that just want to be free. No, the CCP. Dude, I, I don't discount any possibilities of any of that stuff. There could be one of those in the White House. You know, there could be one over them there. They, they could be the battling races, alien races, the guys oh that run God. those. It's, it's, yeah. it's so mind-blowing because if you take any of the deep dives, if you go down the rabbit hole in any way, you're going to find out information that's just going to shock and startle you. It doesn't even matter what perspective you take on it. The information doesn't lie. The facts don't lie. It's... Yeah, pretty intense what's happening on planet Earth, but it's fine because, again, it's all a growth pattern, right? Like you're still out there. We all have to be out there doing our things, like doing our business, doing you our need life. to develop yourself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I'm he, big on learning how to play instruments, keep your brain active or running or being physical. Any type where you push your physical body past its comfort zone and its limits. I'm a super fan of that. Like that you can control, you know what I mean? And when you push yourself to grow like that, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a better feeling than most. Yes. Yes. And that's what we need to do. I mean, that is kind of the mission right now. Really, it seems like there's a lot of us that have manifested on this plane of existence right now to help change by noticing these things and talking about it. That's kind of like what we're doing on this podcast is we're talking about some of these high frequency concepts because that's what needs to happen to create the change. Like in order to take the action, in order for the action to take place, like there has to be people out there talking about it and making it happen have you ever felt like you were kind of that way like you felt like you were just like a different frequency human in that sense um i mean it's everything's relative right so if you're hanging around with a bunch of those kinds of folks like our friends or or our community or whatever then it's you're not but then you go hang out in a different group then you're like oh well i'm definitely different than you know so and i don't don't have and I don't have any hard numbers on who's weirder and who's, but I mean, we pretty much know there's more normies than there is alternative people. That's what makes alternative <laughs> people alternative, right? Cause there's less of them. And uh, yeah, psychedelics is a, is a big part of it because it just kind of opens you up to like, Oh, well, there's more going on than this fundamental reality that I'm so used to. Like, I don't even know what's going on, but I know there's more going on than what I thought before, you know? So the amount of people that think like that is less Yeah. And well, the thing is too, is like getting back to our festival history and your festival history, especially as a musician and attendee and all of those things, it seems like psychedelics are going so mainstream and legal. We had to deal with psychedelics being 
illegal, where you are taking a heroic dose of a substance, perhaps <laughs> LSD or another substance, and then you had this like lingering fear of carrying a vial or having some sheet of acid on you or some other situation because you felt like, oh my God, if I, you know, for some reason someone finds this is felonies, it's jail time. It's like during the middle of your expansive trip out in the universe, you still had that thing, that thought in your pocket, but that's not there for people I mean, anymore. Like what the heck? Like, what do you think it's about still that? illegal in big dosages like, or big quantities like that, I would say. So you might still run a risk, but, um, I hear what you're saying back in the day. Everything was just like, Whoa, the cops, like yes. now it's like, now you're like, uh, someone drove their car into my front door and the cops would be like, uh, maybe we'll be there tomorrow. Yeah. They're like, are you alive? <laughs> like, yeah. Do you get hurt? Why are you calling us? Yeah. Clearly you have to call the door company. Yeah. So cops these days, at least on the West coast are, you know, well, I just love the open smoking. I love being able to walk down the street and just pull out a joint or smokable anywhere, no matter where. And I think that this legalization of psychedelics, think about Colorado legalized DMT. We talked about DMT earlier, legalized DMT, legalized psilocybin and mescaline. I mean, think about how that's going to change as it gets more and more illegal. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, that's hopefully adding to the evolution of humans for sure across um, in America or whatever helps people see through the matrix. Exactly. The only, the only problem is, you know, yeah, once it becomes okay, then people figure out how to really monetize and capitalize and degrade the, the essence of what's going on. And so it gets diluted and the point doesn't necessarily get across the same way, but let's just hope it helps. That's all I can say. Yes, it is very strange. It's got to be helping. I mean, if you think about the things that we were exposed to, maybe psychedelics cut with other things. I know I took psychedelics that were cut with speed, believe it Whoa. or not, back in the day. Uh, how do you even cut? How do you even? What well, do you want to know? I mean, I've just, what, what would you, what, how do you put speed in acid or something? Okay. So here's the deal. I mean, if, if you lived in Eugene, Oregon, like I did in the mid nineties, <laughs> you know that there was a lot of LSD manufacturer there. It's very well known. This isn't like, okay, not right. Very common information, but also yeah, yeah. in the neighboring town of Springfield, Oregon was the nation's leading supplier of methamphetamines. Okay. Oh, whoa. Both gotcha. in their pure forms are crystals, crystal methamphetamine crystal LST. So people would take the super high quality methamphetamines that were crystal or sometimes super low quality methamphetamines that were in crystal form and then cut it with, you know, like mix it with the crystal of the LSD before they broke down the vials. God, that's so weird because I mean, you still need to take a very small amount of LSD compared to like crystal meth, right? Like there you have to have a decent dose. Right. But then you're thinking about like a gram of LSD at that time going for potentially thousands of dollars and a gram of methamphetamines being hundreds of dollars, depending on how dirty it is. So if Wild. you cut the two, then you increase your profit. Okay. I believe that. I mean, shit, people do. No, it's insane. You do never crazy want to stuff do in them stuff. hills for sure. No, you never want to deal with that because my God, you know, when I tried that, I didn't know. And it was just like, you know, you're, you're tweaking and you're tripping at the same time. It's not a good feeling. <laughs> there's a little backstory of jake weaver host of midnight on earth look we've had a wild ride myself and nico living it's like we come from this other world that was going on just below the surface that was funded 
a lot by underground cannabis. That's that, that, that's all now gone. It's all gone. There's no more underground cannabis. It's very strange. Things change, man. Every, every five to 10 years, things are different. You got to be looking into the future and planning your moves and, you know what I mean? Looking at where you want to go. It's just so wild how that scene, our underground scene, how much of it was funded, it seems, by the black market. And then once that money dried up, like the whole scene kind of shifted pretty dramatically. Right. Yeah. A lot of the smaller festivals die out and, you know. <laughs> But people are still, people are still throwing down. It's just, yeah, it's not as easy as it was to get that fundage for sure. Well, it's all legal though. It's all legal now. It's everything's legal. Thank God for those people. You know, your music is legal, which is good. <laughs> Tell me about some releases you have coming up. I know you have something coming up. Oh man. I, I literally have zero releases planned. No. Okay. I'm, sample packs. I, um, you have a sample pack coming up. <laughs> I'm like, well, I mean, all i have is this software project i've been working on this software project for months i'm super excited about it it's a business automation tool and like that's where all my mental energy is going but i mean so that's why i like now it's like it doesn't even i'm not even trying to put out sample packs or songs i'm going to do that later but it's just fun to put out little clips on instagram little musical ideas and i can like test musical ideas and drop clips i love the social media for that format because like making an album making a song that's like a takes a long time and it's, it's hard to maintain you know when you're trying to work and pay your bills and stuff and like making these songs but getting off these little clips is super fun and people still get to they still get the vibes like you're creating music you know which is good but all of your old music is still out there, right? There's so many classics, oh, yeah. so much yeah, legendary you, music. You, you can find, oh, that's awesome, man. Thanks, I appreciate it. Yeah, you can find stuff on Spotify. And one thing I do need to do instead of creating new music is promote those old tracks that are some that are still pretty good, you know, create new visual content, try out stuff and, and run a bunch of clips. But for me, it's like, it's, it really is a hobby. It's something I just enjoy now. I'm not like trying to chase this big musical bag. Like it's deeper than a hobby, but it's not something that I'm like getting after and chasing. One thing that I've been doing that, that I just started, I've only done one so far is a live class on zoom teaching production what? mixing and mastering that was fun that went really well we had three students and i'm just figuring out my schedule wow so wait a second you're teaching live classes on zoom people all over the world can learn specifically how to make electronic music with you as a dj and also as a producer what Tell me more about that. Where do people find you? That's huge. Exactly. Oh, that's cool. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, for me, it's like, I don't see it like that, but I, I see it as awesome, but I don't see it as huge. So thanks. I appreciate it. It's huge, bro. Um, it's huge. Well, no, it's, it's super positive because the three people that were on there all want to make music. One guy had like some tracks that were pretty, like they were pretty good already. And we went through and flossed him and he was stoked. He's like, oh, whoa, this is awesome. You know, it sounds better whatever. And, um, and then the other two were just getting started. They were a couple, they were super awesome. And they were just like, all right, how do we get, what's step one, what's step two? And so my goal with it originally, like anyone's welcome, but my goal is for people to submit their project file to me. And then I mix it live on the Zoom call. And then that way, you know, you're kind of like, wow. other people are hearing it too. And it's kind of like a group effort, you know, we're just like going through it. And So where so, do people find out about that? Like they want to do that. I mean, I... Sounds amazing. I want to do that. Wait, I, well, where do you find out about? I, I um I had the link, but I took it down. But I'm I I mean I need to add it to my link tree on Instagram. Okay. Um, but uh, if someone is interested, they could just write me for now. Let me check to make sure it's on my link tree. Looking right now. Nope. I have 
Nope. So I'm going to add that anyway. And that's where you can just go to my link tree in my Instagram bio. Okay. So in your Instagram is at Nico, N-I-C-O underscore luminous, L-U-M-I-N-O-U-S, Nico underscore luminous is the Instagram handle. And that's where you, you can find it. the link tree. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And there's there's stuff on there. There's website, my coaching. You can sign up there for some coaching. But the thing is, is the pri- the private coaching is sixty an hour. But if you just want to do the Zoom, that's like twenty bucks. And we were on there for like two hours last time. Oh, so that's you the know, best value. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to you know hook everyone up. You pay twenty bucks, you get in there, and if you want me to mix your song live, if there's enough room before it gets too crowded or whatever, then I'm kind of figuring it out as I go. Let's leave it at that. So no, that's awesome. I mean, there's still people that want to learn, and they want to learn from you because you're a legend. You're a West Coast underground legend. I mean, he's been out there over 20 years. I would say playing music at shows all over the West Coast, and definitely once he got. Uh, abducted or drafted into the psychedelic underground, he became a leader. He became a force. And the guy was out there just being the light. He was the luminous guy. He was Nico Luminous. <laughs> he was inspiring people with his good vibes. He's the, pretty much the most positive person I know. They, I've never seen the guy crack, maybe like one or two times. But and that's, and that's in like over a decade, almost 15 years now I've known this guy. Um, Actually, it's more like 17. Oh, man. The years yeah, are going no, so uh, fast. I think 2000, like... Five. Eight, was that when you lived at the crib? Is two, no, not no, 2005. that was 07. Maybe like six, seven. Yeah, I met yeah, you yeah. 2006. Okay, okay. still. That's still. a long-ass <laughs> time ago. Ooh, we're going to be in our 60s, like blink it's of an fine. eye, boom. It's so fine. That, that, be... That's how I'm looking at everything now. I'm like, all right, I need to get my stuff together. Like, that's why I love doing music, but I can't rely on it to build the look financial future i'm looking maybe but i'm doing other stuff in parallel look i'm going to tell you this as we kind of close this out but i'm going to tell you this this is something i thought of recently and this is going to inspire you okay look you have to think about your human life like this imagine you're t- you're taking a breath and you're holding your breath you're like and you hold your breath right and then you go underwater that is the human experience. You're holding your breath. You're going underwater. You're this, that, this dimension. That's the underwater. No matter how hard you try, no matter how long you train, no matter what you do, you strengthen your techniques. You're going to have to exhale eventually. Everybody exhales. There's just no way around it. So you mm-hmm. exhale and then you're back and then you take another breath. So that's what this life is. You only have the amount of time that you have that's related to holding your breath. You're just here so briefly. So you have to make every moment count. Don't waste any of it. Real talk, bro. Real talk. Yeah. What do you think about that? I love it. I love it. That that's, that's, that's potent for sure. Well, it's, it makes you want to move because you're like, shit, man, the, it, it could be over at any time. Actually, we don't know when we're going to go. Right. It could be any minute. Yeah. I mean, and that's the weirdest part that the whole like dichotomy of like, okay, should I work super hard and do all this or be like, no, should I just like enjoy life and take it slow and just be like, have very calm neurochemistry, but life, I love, um, the the quote that life begins out of your comfort zone it's like when you push yourself to do to be more that is epic to me and sometimes you got to just lay back and relax i get that but when you're pushing yourself to be more there's something so powerful about that so that's something i like to try to stick with absolutely and you know i can add to that by saying i feel like i'm here to help this world evolve because 
it's not correct. So in order to get to that point where we can all just chill, the world has to be correct. So I'm taking this life as Jake Weaver to be here to help everybody grow so we can get to that point where everything's chill and then it doesn't matter if we take a breath because we don't have a responsibility to fix anything because it's fixed. Well, create, create, I mean, the universe is never ending creative expansion, right? So right. you always need to be creating. Yes. Um, and I just saw a stat that people retire at 55. They die. They have like a 37% chance of dying sooner than people that retire at 65. Some, some number like that. I'm sure. Yeah. It's energy. Cause you got, you're not doing anything, right? Yes. I mean, you're and never going to see me retire. They're going to pry. It's going to be episode number 10 million. They're going to pry me off the mic. I and like my it. face is going to be fused like the blood. Like, I don't even know what's going to happen. I'm going to die on a podcast many decades in the future. There we go. There we go. I like it. That's what Will Smith says. Will Smith says he'll die on the treadmill. No, Jada is going to get him. Yeah. <laughs> That's bullshit. You wish, Will. Jada's going to get you. Did you watch the Chris Rock special? I heard about it. I heard oh, about it. Oh, so good. No, Not I just saw because the, of the Will Smith. The whole thing is so... I was laughing my ass no, off. No, I saw it the felt, Will Smith bit. It felt good. I mean, that was just one part. The whole thing. You got to watch the whole thing. I mean, if you like Chris, Chris Rock, which I love Chris Rock... Sometimes you just need to laugh. You know, I, I mean, the laughter is better medicine. I love stand-up comedy lately. That's actually a big passion of mine, just as an a audience member or as like a spectator, because I haven't gone to a show. But um, just stand-up comedy, just because it mirrors life in that when, when a joke is funny, it's usually because it's true. Yeah, it's right? like a universal truth. Yeah, yeah. So I love that. And um, yeah, I've been getting into that anyway. So you know, Chris Rock, la it feels good to just laugh your ass off. As, um, um, so as far as music, what I've been digging a lot lately is like the UK rap. I don't know if you tell me about that. No, no, it's, tell me. It's so sick, bro. And it feels like way less programmed with that negative programming that we were talking about. It feels like the artists are a lot more unique and authentic and the beats are like sick and grimy. Like UK, you know, they're always ahead of the curve with like music production stuff. Sure. And so it just has this unique sound, feeling, and vibe. Little like you feel that little bit of like reggae influence with like the the London rapper type stuff. It just has its own vibes. So I've been vibing out hard to, to that stuff, collecting a bunch and you know, building up DJ sets for it. Nice. That sounds amazing. What about electronic artists? Like, is there anybody that you're kind of blown away by? Like the next gen of the underground? Um, I feel like. I've been collecting so much music and I have some tracks that I love, but it's like, you know, when you're, I don't know if you, I don't usually do this. It's usually not my style, but it's what I've been doing lately is just getting so many tracks and then just loading them up in my DJ set and just playing them. And so I can't even remember who's who, like the artists, but I'll, I'll get back to you on that. But there is a cool wave of young bass producers that are just making this cool new sound. There's this whole like bass waffles crew out of LA and, um, just like the web Wednesday, there's I don't know, there's just like a dope wave of bass music happening, especially down here, and so I love tapping into that. All right, but do you, so you still think there is an underground, or have things been so connected that it kind of absorbed the underground? Like I mean, the underground really is alive. I'm just not outside at festivals as much these days, but the underground is definitely alive. Like the Unz Festival, the Unz Festival is a big deal and uh, they've been growing and they got, they got a solid community. It's all just about community. You know, yeah, maybe the funding isn't what it used to be or maybe, but maybe there's more funding. Maybe these artists are on bigger, 
you know, of the trees. I remember playing shows with of the trees back in the back in the day. And now he's like headlining red rocks. Like that's amazing. So just watching, you know, watching things grow. I just kind of opted out of that lifestyle because I wasn't sure if that was the future I wanted, but I still want to do music, you know? Yes, you're very talented. I hope you stick with it. I honestly like I just it love seems, creating music. I it love creating music. To be your calling in a lot of ways, or at least one of them. Yeah, I, I want to do more YouTube stuff and Instagram clips, TikTok clips. I want to release music, but it's it's a lot of work and time. And it's like, I like putting that into visual content as well. And I feel like there's a bigger return on your energy, but then releasing classic music is also important, but you have to be like, now I'm at a place where I'm just mature. And when I create, I want to be in a zone and create with a purpose and intention, not just like make a bunch of songs. That's kind of what I did back in the day. And they were great. And there was purpose and intention in that music too, but I'm just looking at it through a different lens now. Oh, that's amazing. No, I mean, it's maturing. It's just part of life. Like you're always going to look at things through a different lens as you, there you grow go. as a human. Well, what about like rap? Like I know that you're a fan of conscious rap. I know I am. I can't listen to negative energy. I don't care if it's rock, rap, country. I don't know if they make country music where the guys are pissed off all the time. I'm not oh, really pissed sure. off at somebody. <laughs> My fucking dog left me. <laughs> now here's the thing. It's like, you know, sorry, country people. I probably have a lot of country listeners. Maybe I should cut that part. I don't want to offend anybody. I want to trigger anybody's like love for animals. I think I think my dog Lefty is pretty pretty harmless. Oh man, you never content. know these days. You never know. But uh, <laughs> but what about rappers? You know, Peta Peta's coming after you. They're oh, like, you let your dog go by himself. <laughs> like, oh my god, we have proof. But what oh, do you shit. think about rappers? Are there conscious rappers um, out there that you oh, yeah, like? Yeah, dude, now? there's so much. There's what about so new guys? much like good music. The, the dude, the, my favorite inspirational, like, or the guy that's inspiring me right now is Coda the Friend, K-O-T-A, Coda the Friend. He just has raps over these dope lo-fi beats. The songs are like super short, super dope lyrics. Like he's just got his own little swag, little flavor with lyrics. And it's like motivational, um, just positive but like not cheesy you know i mean it has mad flavor nice that's yeah, amazing friend is dope and um hobson just dropped a track hobson is feel like is like epic badass but it's like a little bit of shock value i don't want to label it as that because it's beyond that but like it's it's heavy it hits you like whoa like i just watched his new video i don't know if you saw it but uh he's an underground rapper that keeps it real and stays off the bullshit you know which is yeah, cool that's good that's good i mean there's a lot of good music out there. There's a lot of conscious music. There's, There's a, so much. Earth Gang. Earth Gang is sick. Really? Yeah, Earth Gang is sick for sure. Like Wolf know. Gang or Earth Gang? Earth Gang. You don't know <laughs> Earth Gang? And of course, J. Cole. You know what I mean? He's, oh, he's, yeah. the, he's the guy that he heads that label, Dream Dreamville. Earth Gang is on Dreamville. Well, that's kind of the thing. Now there's so many artists that it's almost like you can't even focus on artists. You can only focus on labels and you check out the 30 or 40 artists that are on their label. Right. Yeah. I mean, Big Sean comes with the proper lyrics too. He's probably, you know, one of the biggest rappers on the planet and his lyrics are like super on point and he stays away from all that bullshit for sure. Nice. Nice. Well, yeah, yeah. Definitely listen to some of what he's doing. Well, we've had incredible discussion, but let's talk about something that you want to leave people with as we close this episode. We've talked about incredible things, your life, the music, our thoughts on various spiritual things, but what would you like to leave people with 163 countries, tens of thousands of listeners all over the world? 
Yeah, that, that that's a great question. I mean, yeah, it's a privilege to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, what I would like to, you know, it 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 gets better. That's one thing. Even when it's down, it gets better. I mean, maybe we have ups and downs in life, but that that's one thing for me. And I know I can make it better. You know, with just with just sticking with it. If you, how about this? If you quit, it's definitely not going to work. Whatever it is that you're trying to do, you know what I mean. If you quit, it's not going to work. So you got to just you got to just keep going. Time's going to go by. You got to show up, and whatever it is you're trying to do, you have to try to do it every day. Not it can't happen all the time, but right. And you have to stay persistent because it could take forty years for your goal to manifest. But as long as you're persistent, it eventually exactly. manifests. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got to just keep keep your mind in a good place. Like you said, uh, block out the information that you don't want entering your subconscious. That's super important. Right. Just like if you don't want it in your subconscious, block it out. There you go. Even more information. And look, you're going to be playing some shows this summer. I know you're going to be in August. You're going to be up in Washington at the Re-Evolution Festival. Stoked I know. for that. <laughs> I'll have some music dropped by the time that happens. I'll have some new music out by then. Oh, yeah. oh, one, oh one other thing I've been doing. Um, I, I just started streaming on Twitch. I oh, love okay. Twitch. Cool. Tell me about Twitch. Twitch is awesome, dude. It's just super fun. It's like this weird. It's like Burning Man in your laptop. Like you go and it's like all these little portals of people, like kind of how we were saying that multiverse vibe. I love that vibe about Twitch. Like you're in this person's world and you're over here in this person's world and you're over here in this. And I'm like, oh, I want to be one of those worlds where like people come in and drop in. Um, it does take time and resources. So I'm trying to figure out, but I want to do a weekly stream. I think I'm going to start doing Tuesdays. But you're not going to stream the video games, right? Um, I should, because then I would have like 15,000 followers. Look, I actually know someone that makes his living playing super mario brothers and other classic nintendo games on twitch Just count me in bro i'm down like that's all he does it's like do 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 like dude. wake up another day gets his coffees like people are like here's money like yeah. dude, twitch is so cool it's like <laughs> what is going on over there like, oh man we're not tapped into that well, look we were born in the transitional analog to digital world like we were right in the middle one foot in each one you should do a live twitch podcast one day i just will no i will it. i will do, do a bunch of psychedelics and i'm gonna get naked and then it's gonna i wonder if you can me. feed your zoom into a twitch feed you can't but you can feed your obs yes yeah i can't yeah exactly but, yeah, I mean, that's how I do it. So yeah, I, I stream on Twitch. I, but actually I played a bunch of that uh, UK rap, same thing, Nico underscore luminous. And um, that's kind of fun. That's because when you're asking about shows, it's like, it's a lot of work to play shows, to promote, to get your friends to come out, to do It's like, and I'm down, but you know, it's, it's cool. It's like, I can just do this from my room and reach a bunch of new people that don't know about me. So that's kind of fun. I'm so glad that you were here. Thank you so much. And I want to play just like one song for people. Just put it in the show. It's going to be encoded in history for all time. I want to play one song for people on the way out. It's called Boom Yes. So thank you so much, Nico, for being here. It's an incredible conversation. We'll have you back, of course. You'll be back again, I know. It's fun to chat, bro. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. And let's listen to Boom Yes, all right? Yes? Yeah, run it. Run right, to trap. Go. Let's hear it.
incredible obviously an amazing track oh my god even though that was from 2018 it still sounds like so ridiculously ahead of its time it's just fucking mind-blowing thank you for letting us listen to that uh, (laughs) you're welcome you're welcome i'm glad i you know blessed your ears yeah you blessed everyone's ears (laughs) and speaking of ears we'll see you next week midnight on earth